This is an ABC podcast. Hi everyone, how's it going? My name is Ruby. Hello. And welcome to News Time. This is a show where we count down five weird and wonderful news stories from right around the world. Today, we're going to get the scoop on a strange meteorite. We're going to learn about Mother Language Day and hear about why a big road was closed over in New Zealand. We're also going to be building with braille blocks and playing a game of fetch with Spot the Robot Dog. What do you reckon? Ready to get started? Yep, I'm ready. Brilliant. Well, let the countdown begin. Story number five. Have you ever seen a shooting star streak across the night sky? Well, they're not actually stars. It is a small rock that burns up in the sky. Yep, and that rock is called a meteor. If they're small, they burn up in the Earth's atmosphere and they never make it to the ground. But sometimes a piece of space rock makes it through and lands on Earth where it becomes a meteorite. And one morning, not very long ago, some students at Melanda State School up in Queensland arrived one morning to find a huge meteorite on their sports oval. Imagine that, a big smoking rock from outer space. Cool! Police officers were there to keep the area clear and people from the local council turned up too. There was a lot going on, and the school newspaper team was there to capture every detail. I think that's pretty cool, but what are the chances of that? Well, you're right to be suspicious, because... Yep, this was all a setup. It wasn't a real meteorite at all. I think the teachers faked it to give um, the children a bit of fun. Yeah, the crash landing was staged by the teachers. They wanted to give their students an exciting and otherworldly lesson. Well, the smoke and the rock and it, it destroyed something, so that's what makes it real. Yeah, that looks really real. It looks so real. The teachers took sand from the school garden and soaked it in black paint and sprinkled it on the ground to create a sizzling trail. They even used a smoke machine so it looked like steam and smoke was billowing out of the crater. I think that's pretty nice of the teachers to do. Class by class, kids came out to see what all the fuss was about and inspect this rock up close. Then they went back to their desks to write about it. So the kids would get interested in it and then they'd want to know more about it. Sounds like a pretty exciting day at school. Okay, time for our next story. Story number four. This weekend, it's International Mother Language Day, when we think about and celebrate all the languages of the world. Your mother language is the first language that you learn. Sometimes it's called a mother tongue. It can also be the language that your ancestors spoke when they were alive a long time ago. Cool! I'm speaking English right now, but there are heaps of languages spoken in Australia, including hundreds of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander languages. And did you know... One in every five Aussies speaks a language other than English at home. Do you know any other languages? 
Japanese. That's cool. I'm learning a language called Auslan, which is the sign language that lots of deaf and hard of hearing people here in Australia use to communicate. It's important to learn, speak, and protect languages because they teach us lots about people and cultures. So, you know what they like doing and stuff like that? Yes. For example, Inuit peoples who come from very cold, snowy places. They have more than a hundred different words for snow: stormy blizzard snow, soggy rain snow, or light fluffy snow. They all have different names. This tells us that snow is a very important part of their culture. Cool. Wonder what they could be. And I like the idea of that. There are thousands of different languages, but every two weeks, a language disappears. Because they're not taught to kids at school, or because they're not used by enough people. Aboriginal language. Mhm. Here in Australia, we have to protect our indigenous languages by still speaking them. Yep, and that's what Mother Language Day is all about: making sure that languages are looked after and learned into the future. Let's take a look at our next story. Story number three. Across the ditch in the country New Zealand, a big road has been closed in a city called Dunedin. Maybe if there was an accident, or they were fixing it. Good thinking, but no. This road was closed for two special visitors: a local sea lion and her new pup. A lion that lives in the sea. Sea lions are actually a type of seal. And this one decided that a plush, lush golf course right next to St Clair Beach was the perfect place to call home. <coughs> the problem is, between the beach and the golf course, there's a road, and cars can be dangerous for a sea lion pup that's crossing back and forth all day. How would the seals get past the road if the road was closed? Well, the road hasn't been closed to them; only the cars driving past. The local council decided to close the road to cars for a whole month, so the seal pup and its mum can cross safely. After that, the pup will be big enough to swim out into the ocean to its next home. Cool, I think that's a good idea. Me too, especially because New Zealand sea lions are endangered. That means there aren't many of them left in the wild. In fact, they're the rarest sea lion in the whole world. The Maori people say they are taonga, which means they're treasured by the indigenous people of New Zealand. I think they should keep those ones so that they don't run out of them. That's a nice idea, but wild animals belong in the wild. Cars can be dangerous for lots of creatures, and the Dunedin Council often closes roads during the summertime to help them move around safely. Closing the road for a whole month. Well, that had never been done before, and it's made a lot of people happy. Some people think the road should be closed forever to look after all the town's furry and feathered locals. All right, time to scoot on over to our next story. Story number two. You've played with Lego before, right? Yes. Yes, I always play with Lego every day after school. The little bits of stuff that you put together to make something. Blocks that click into each other to create buildings. 
Yes, colourful toy bricks that you can build into anything you want. And now there's Braille Lego. Braille is a way of writing for people who are visually impaired. They might be blind or just not able to see very well with their eyes. Braille looks like words made out of dots. Braille is basically these nubs which go in a certain pattern to tell um, blind people what it means. Exactly. And now these helpful dots are being printed on Lego bricks along with the letters and numbers. These new bricks mean that kids can arrange and build the blocks to make words and sentences and even solve maths problems, as well as all the usual fun Lego stuff, like building houses and spaceships. I think that's quite amazing. Even better, these Braille bricks are going to be sent out for free to kids around Australia who need them. Cool, I think that's a good idea. And you know what? It's time for our lucky last story. Story... Number one. Spot the dog has been upgraded. A company in Boston in the United States of America has been hard at work creating all kinds of new robots to help make our lives easier. And some say Spot the Robot Dog is the most helpful of all. I'm guessing their dog helps people care for others and solve problems like tell if they've got a mask or not or give hand sanitizer out. This techno terrier is being used to work in lots of places, like mines deep underground or in big power plants and even out on oil rigs in the middle of the ocean. Having a robot helper in places like these can make it safer for people working there because Spot the Robot Dog can do the tough jobs while everyone else keeps a safe distance. Plus, Spot's got some fun tricks up its sleeve too. Jump through here. Maybe stand on two legs. Catch balls in his mouth while he's jumping through here. Spot can dance to music, jump using a skipping rope, climb up and down stairs. That's so amazing. And even find its charger when it's running out of battery. That's pretty impressive. I can never find my charger. <laughs> yeah, that's a huge problem. I'd program Spot to help blind people out or people with disabilities. That's a great idea. Robot dogs are pretty cool, but I'm still waiting for my hoverboard. That's it, my friends. We have reached the end of our news countdown. Thank you so much for all your help. I'll be back next week with five more stories from around the world. Catch you then. Thanks, Ruby. See ya. See you later. Newstime is an ABC Kids Listen podcast. If you like listening to stories about animals and nature, check out Noisy by Nature. It's a podcast all about weird and wonderful sounds of Aussie nature, like fluffing elephant seals, warbling magpies and revving motorbike frogs. Download the ABC Kids Listen app or tune in on your favourite place for podcasts.